You're tuned into America's Positive Radio Talk Show. Welcome aboard, gang. David Essel in the box with you for the next three rocking hours. We are going to bring you information on every walk of life imaginable. Not only will we bring you information on every walk of life, but we'll also give you steps on how you can improve your existence with your mind, your body, your finances, your spirit, your relationships. Oh, my Lord, this show, well, it always rocks. It always absolutely rocks, and today is going to be no exception whatsoever. David Essel alive, XM Satellite Radio 168 and streaming worldwide at talkdavid.com. You can also listen to the show right now. You can be listening to your show on your iPhone, your smartphone, and we'll give you information about that to join our text club. It's the only way you can listen to your show on your iPhone, smartphone, etc. We welcome the 12 million XM Satellite Radio subscribers, of course, always broadcasting live out of Studio E. Los Angeles, California. Damn proud to be part of the Premier Radio Network. Love those guys. Oh, yeah. Pure Positive Talk Radio. 1-800-548-8255. Celebrating 21 years in talk radio. 1-800-548-8255. Big, uh, big breath right now. In just a couple minutes, we're going to talk about this. Um, we're going to look at this from a little different angle. The recent senseless Tragedy in Connecticut, 27 people murdered. We'll talk about how we can deal with that. We're going to sort of slow the show down a little bit when we get to that. Um, and I'll give you some options because there's never one way to deal with any type of tragedy. But we'll give you some options. Some may work for you. Some may not. No judgment. But at least you'll have some options. Um, coming up in the show, we do have some just phenomenal guests. Lee Gertis, this is a guy that was beat up by, by four thugs years and years and years ago, went into post-traumatic stress syndrome. Uh, out of it came this incredible brain-balancing technology. He's the author of the book Limitless You. We'll be talking to Lee. Uh, Julie Simon, the author of the book The Emotional Eater's Repair Manual, Why We Overeat and What to Do About It. Morgana Ray, okay, if you want to become a money magnet, if you want to figure out how to make more money, this woman has the answers. The name of her book, Financial Alchemy. We're looking forward to Morgana. And Dr. Devi is back. Could we be the only real issue in all of our failed relationships? <laughs> Isn't that a thought? It's like most of us are going to say, hell no, I just chose the wrong guy or woman. Hmm. We're going to challenge that tonight. 1-800-548-8255. So, so let's slow this down for a second. You know, we, we look at these tragedies. I, I was reading, uh, there's a guy, Alan Fox, um, who's always interviewed on tragedies when they happen around the world, and he was asked recently, is there an increase in these mass killings. And he said, no, statistically, there's not. But it's so senseless, isn't it? When when I heard that, like everyone else, there was a pit in my stomach. There was an incredible amount of sadness that comes over me. I, I just can't imagine, you know, having a child that's taken out of this world like that. And so I wanted to look at, like, what are our options? What the heck do we do? How does this stuff happen? We don't know. I don't know if those answers will ever come, you know, but... But, but, but the one thing I want to give ourselves permission that it's okay to be angry. You know, the first step is that if you're pissed off and, and you know, I, I'm an extremely spiritual, extremely religious person, but if you need to be pissed off at God, go ahead. You have permission, not just from me, from God himself. God would say the same thing. If you need to be pissed off at me for a little while, be pissed off. The most important thing is to process these incredibly deep emotions when something like this happens. If you're angry at, at the gun or lack of gun control, be angry. If you're angry at society, if you're angry at, at less parental role in upbringing children, if you're angry at the shooter, for God's sake, 
whatever, I, I encourage you to process, to write. If you need to talk about it, you can, but we find in our work that there's, there's much more healing that takes place when people actually write their emotions versus just going round and round and talking about it. So write about it. Get help. You know, if, if, if your minister, your friends, um, counselors, therapists, coaches, get help. You know, absolutely. Next would be to pray. When you've worked through your emotions, pray for the families. And I'm going to ask you to even stretch it here. Pray for the shooters, individuals who are really struggling in life. We have to pray for them as well. And then do something. If you're if you're driven to write your congressman about gun control and how it needs to, be, to change, do it. If you're driven to go and start working with families, do it. And whatever you're driven to do, do something. Get involved. If it's changing mental health laws... Whatever you have a passion about, when these tragedies happen, get involved. Don't sit on the sidelines. Get involved and do something about it. These steps are options. You may throw them all out, or maybe one of them will work for you. Right after this break, we're coming back with much more information, helping you to make the best decisions in your life. I'm so glad that you've chosen to save save some of your time and share it with us right here. I'm David Essel. Stay there. Every Saturday, three hours, 6 to 9 Eastern, 3 to 6 Pacific. Let your friends know we are on the air for them as well. David Essel Alive, XM Satellite Radio 168. If they haven't quite signed up yet for XM, you can listen to the show live via our website, talkdavid.com. Two great choices, 800 548 My guest, Lee Gertis, author of the book, Limitless You, The Infinite Possibilities of a Balanced Brain, and the founder of BrainStake Te- Technologies. I was mentioning earlier, this is the guy that got accosted by four youths with a baseball bat. He suffered from PTSD, uh, post-traumatic stress disorder, and ended up through that horrific event, ended up creating this technique to help people balance the brain. And, Lee, it's what, great to have you back to the show. Hi, right, thanks, David. Yeah. Hey, I wanted to mention, before we go into the whole thing about sleep and, and the other health conditions caused by insomnia and sleep disorders... There have been some very cool people that I know our listening audience knows, some celebrities like Winona Judd, who believe strongly in your program. Lee, what was it that Winona came to you for, and what was the end result? Well, um, I can say this because it's in People magazine, and you know, <laughs> so, right, right. <laughs> yes, I know that you. that client confidentiality. <laughs> yeah, the but, client uh, confidentiality. Uh, yeah, she came because, you know, she was feeling anxious, wasn't sleeping that well, um, was having trouble uh, at the time losing weight, and um, uh, had, you know, had some great success in doing all those things. Mm. And so uh, you know, when she sleep, when, when she know, walked out, hold on, Lee. We don't when, think about sleep changing metabolism, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean... Why, how in the world could I sleep and lose weight? Well, you sleep and lose weight because when you sleep very well and your REM cycles are, are very good, your brain uses an extreme amount of calories. 
Hmm. And it tells the it tells your um, metabolic system basically that it's okay to use fat as energy. So when you change your diet and you make it relatively regular and you pay attention to it to make it balanced, then what you get from that is, aha, a metabolism that starts clicking and over time you start um, losing fat Hmm. and gaining energy. Oh, that's a how long? That's pretty. Yeah, <laughs> how long? When when we look at someone like Winona or other clients of yours that that are coming in to do this brain state technology, how long is it on average before their sleep cycles return to normal? The weight starts coming off. The type of goals that she achieved. What's the average length of time? We expect uh, sleep cycles to be changed for most people in the first day. Um, some take two to three days, but certainly, uh, so, and, and that's assuming that they're doing like two sessions a day. But uh, for most people, um, some people have patterns and environments that are non-conducive to sleep uh, or restful sleep, and, and they've had these for a long time. And so they may take a little longer. Uh, mm-hmm. And Following the sessions, it may take two or three weeks before they're really getting full night, good restful sleep. There are a few people, and we don't yet know why, but usually it's because of med, probably about one out of ten, who we haven't seen the result uh, that we had hoped for, and we don't know why yet. The patterns just haven't emerged. We don't have enough. We don't have enough clients yeah. to know that. Yeah. But a ninety a ninety percent success rate isn't badly. <laughs> um, no, but I I like a hundred. It's a good number. <laughs> yeah, that is a sweet number. Yeah. A nice round number. Yeah. When 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 we had you on last, we talked about Wake Forest University. These incredible studies coming out of there with insomnia, these sleep disorders. You, you, there, you were seeing a hundred percent success rate. And something that you had mentioned, but we didn't get a chance to get into, is the other health conditions that that come out of or could be paired up with sleep conditions, sleep disorders, insomnia. What are some of those other health conditions that you're seeing a tie-in? Well, um, you know, there, it's uh, the comorbidity of um, insomnia and other pathology is is really very high. If we look at, um, especially at this time of year, you know, if we look at depression, which leads us to thinking about what happened yesterday mm-hmm. in terms of the shooting, um, when we when we see how brains respond because of that, it's very different than how brains responded because of and what happened in 9-11. It's a very different thing. Um, yesterday's shooting um, has left us all in sort of a freeze response. In other words, ultimately, there's nothing, it seems, that we could do about that. Mm-hmm. But in terms of 9-11, you know, that left us all, corporately at least, in more of a fight-or-flight response. Sure. So you see the difference? Yep, exactly. One, one's kind of a 
takes your breath away. They both took your breath away initially, but I'm talking about ultimately. And the fight-or-flight response is what emerged on the 9-11 side. Right. There were songs about it and, you know, about, um, you know, a lot of a lot of things happen, of course. And also, you know, we have been involved in serious war since that time. Mm-hmm. When When we look at this, it's different, and a lot of people in our nation have had sort of disrupted sleep last night because of it, and because they 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 feel sort of a hopelessness or helplessness. Mm-hmm. Um, and and you know, for your listening audience, um, that that's something that many of us experienced. For many of us, though. For most of us, the brain will go back and tonight and the ne- or the next night or the night after anyway, we will regain a restful sleep process, okay? Mm-hmm. But for those that don't, then they will know that they're, it's highly likely that their, their brain has had, it, it's like a glass that's just about full. And this was a few more, uh, an ounce or so more of stuff that caused it to spill over. Sure. So um, sleep and and answering the question, sleep and and other pathological states also goes along with sleep and trauma states. So in both of the cases I've just mentioned, for following 9-11, we have a corporate uh, discomfort, corporate in the United States discomfort, regarding that it, that uh, horrific thing which caused many of us to lack sleep. And now we also have a horrific thing which causes us to lack sleep too, except it's on the other side. One's fight or flight, one's freeze. And, in, and I explained this so you can kind of get a feel for how important it is to have a balanced brain. You see, when when we go day in and day out with an imbalance, that imbalance then can can be a um, an addition. It could even be the source. Science doesn't know that yet. Of many many kinds of pathologies, certainly anxiety, depression are are some of the obvious ones, but also low energy. Um, our hypervigilance, mm-hmm. anger, um, and then some physical responses. For postmenopausal women, for example, Wake Forest has seen that the extreme hot flashes of some, you know, women in uh, menopause or postmenopausal can cause them to be very um, complicated in terms of sleep sleepfulness mm-hmm. so they have complications there and they they you know they have hot flashes during the night they wake up and then they can't get back to sleep etc and and so wake forest work with a, a number of them about they worked with a pilot group about eight i think they're going to work with 10 more next year and then produce that as a study but of the eight they could reduce or eliminate the hot flashes and they could help them get restful sleep did the restful sleep come first, or did the balanced brain that produced uh, the imbalances 
um, that produced the hot flashes, was that balanced and did that get solved first? I don't know. <laughs> right, right, right. Hey, Lee, let, let me ask you a question. Be, because so many times when we're looking at what you're talking about, it's hormone-related, is an imbalanced brain creating an imbalanced hormonal release? Or keeping us alive. Let, um, yes, I believe that's true. Okay. Let me give you an example. Um, we've had some extremely competitive people or people that were under extreme stress for a long period of time. Um, and some who are great achieve athletes that are over, um, they over condition. And the common vernacular is they've burnt out their adrenals. Right. right? And so they can take a blood test for this. And in taking the blood test, they can find that their cortisol levels are extremely high or some other levels are really out of whack. Now, the question is, why did they stop that activity? Why did they stop participation in whatever it was that caused them so much extreme stress? It was because they just simply could not go on any longer, right? Right. What I expect to that we will someday be able to prove. And my hypothesis is that the brain already knows that, and it shuts down. Right. It just says, no, you're not doing yeah. it. Right, perfect. You're not taking me out of this planet. You know, I'm not ready to go. <laughs> my job yeah. is to keep you alive, fool. No. Right, <laughs> right, right. Up your act. Yes, <laughs> yes. And so what we see is that when we bring that brain back to a balance, then that chemistry changes. Gee, what a shock. <laughs> right? Hey, Lee, Lee, before we, we've got about a minute left. Before we go, I want to make sure I get the, the website out. For more information on what Lee is talking about, this whole brain state technologies, the, his website is brain state tech, T-E-C-H, brainstatetech.com. Go there for more information on everything Lee has been doing. Of course, the name of his book is Limitless You, but visit brainstatetech.com. Dot com. You'll find at his site also 160, 170 different sites around the United States, offices that, that train in this brain state technology. Hey, Lee, we do have about 45 seconds. Leave us with some good information on helping us to balance that brain. 45 seconds, go. Breathe. Close your eyes and breathe. And do so by pushing air out as much as you can, using your diaphragm to do it, and then breathe normally. That will help bring that brain to its best state it can and very quickly. Mm. Got it. Got it. Lee, I'm going to have you back again. When we come back, we're going to go through a series of client success stories. So our listeners can get an idea that what we're talking about isn't just scientific hoopla, that there's real people behind it. And I want to wish you the best of holidays, Lee. Okay, David. Thank you so much. You're welcome. The name of his website, Brain State Tech. Dot com. Visit Lee's site, brainstatetech.com. Get that information. Coming up next, emotional overeating. What causes it? What can you do about it? We'll be talking about that. 1-800-548-8255. 1-800-548-8255. I'm David Essel. Stay right there. 70% of Americans are overweight and or obese. A ton of it has to be. 
emotional overeating. Julie's the expert. We're going to find out from her why and what to do about it. Here is a very cool email. A few months ago, you talked about men losing their sex drive and how it could be related to medicine or hormones. Uh, and you told us to check with our doctors regarding high blood pressure meds and testosterone levels. A miracle has happened. My husband reluctantly shared your information with his doctor. This is always so funny. Come on, guys. Quit being reluctant, especially around your sex drive. My Lord. Um, They lowered his blood pressure medications, uh, which, as you said, can be can. Let me read this can be a huge decrease in sex drive uh, and started him on testosterone replacement. His energy is fantastic. His sex drive is back. I am one happy wife. <laughs> Good for you, babe. Thanks for letting us know, too, because a lot of times people see all these successes and they don't share. But when you do share, we get a chance to bring it back to the air. So there's someone listening right now wondering. Now, I want to tell you something. Testosterone replacement is not a miracle cure. In other words, if you, if you have a really horrendous lifestyle, crappy diet, smoke a lot, drink a lot, blah, 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 you could be throwing your money away. Testosterone is great, but it's not that powerful. you got to clean up your life as well. But on the other hand, if you've got a decent lifestyle, this replacement, and now it's available in all kinds of different forms, although the last doctor we had on um, talking about uh, the best forms to take it in was recommending to stay away from the gels. Testosterone gels aren't as powerful. So think about that. And we're going to actually be talking more about that later on. And then the medications that can run havoc with a man's sex drive is huge. High blood pressure medications aren't the only one. And if you want to listen to to this show right now on your smartphone, on your iPhone, join our text club. It's the only way you can do it. Heck, we've got people all over the world listening to us on their iPhones right now. We have a listener in Israel. We got an email. I posted it on Facebook today. One of our listeners in, in Israel. So this is how you can listen to it on your iPhone, your smartphone, is join our text club. It's absolutely free. So don't worry about that. Type in the number. Write this down. Type in the number 69302. 69302. Then in the message box, type in talk David, all lowercase. Talk David, one word. Then just hit send. So go ahead. Type in the number 69302. And then the message, talk David, all lowercase, all one word. Hit the button, send, and you will get a response from us saying, here's an inspirational video, plus listen to the show, click here. And you can click right there. 1-800-548-8255. Julie Simon is my guest, author of the book, The Emotional Eater's Repair Manual, a practical mind-body-spirit guide for putting an end to overeating and dieting. Julie, welcome to the show. Hi, David. Thanks so much for having me. You are welcome. Okay, 70% of Americans overweight or obese. What percentage of them do you think it's due to emotional overeating? Oh, my gosh. I would say at least 85 to 90% and probably more. Yeah. Do you know, Julia... Um, we, we, I was reporting on a University of, of Florida study that said obesity, overweight and obesity in regards to genetic, the genetic cause, like there's a genetic link, is only 6%. Right. It's very small. And, you know, right yeah. now two-thirds of U.S. adults are overweight or obese, or overweight or obese. Right. Right. It's, it's, it's massive. you know 100 million Americans are regular dieters? Mm-hmm. Mm-mm-mm. Yeah, regular dieting, dieters, which means they're not successful. 
which means they're not successful because research shows that 98% of all dieters regain their weight in five years and 95% regain their weight in two years. My so it's not God. about just going on restrictive low-calorie eating plans. Yeah, yeah, that yeah, that's not working. Hey, define emotional eating. Can you define that for us? Yeah. Well, basically, if you are someone who's turning to food when you're not hungry, okay, you're eating when you're not hungry, or you're eating when you're already full, or you're regularly choosing unhealthy comfort foods, then the bulk of your eating is not just because you love to eat and you enjoy eating. There's something out of balance there. And emotion, an emotional hunger is, is an appetite. You know, you feel, literally, you might even feel physically hungry, but it really, what it really represents is an exaggerated desire for pleasure, soothing, fulfillment, distraction, uh, excitement. So I'll just give you a few conditions that your listeners can kind of check off and see if they're an emotional eater. Right. If you use food as a tranquilizer to dull emotions that are difficult to cope with, like anxiety or anger or sadness, frustration... If you turn to food for soothing, comfort, pleasure, excitement, if you eat to distract yourself from unpleasant feeling states like boredom, overwhelm, apathy, stress, if you eat when you feel numb, if you eat when you want to procrastinate, if you eat when you're trying to fill up an inner emptiness, you might want to consider yourself an emotional eater. And how about, how about eating in the car and places like that? Well, that would be, you know, you're kind of parent. You have to stop and say to yourself, "Why am I doing this?" Like to me, if you're eating in the car because you're in a hurry and you know it's your only chance to eat, you may not be an emotional eater. You know, um, right? You may just be somebody. You know, I eat in the car. Um, right. But if you're stopping at a drive-through and you know getting a big giant meal and it's lots of unhealthy food and you're you you know you're eating beyond full um yeah. and you're choosing things that aren't really supporting your body on a regular basis you know then i'd want to take a look at what's going on because overeating is a complex behavior it's not all emotional you know some of it is well maybe we'll talk a little bit about this but some of it is you know some of the foods we're eating you know are triggering some food addiction too right right well, you know, you know what, Julie. When I when I think of like um, people that eat in a car, I, and I'm not saying everyone, but I, I'd say a large percentage, they're not paying attention to what they're eating, right? Right. Okay, and they're not paying attention to the amount that they're eating. But you certainly, what you're saying. I mean, if you're eating in a distracted fashion all the time, you're certainly right. not eating very mindfully. Yes. And yes. so and it it could contribute to emotional eating. And how about in front of TVs, in front of the computer? All of that. And that, again, it may not necessarily be emotional eating because if, you, if you're eating a nice, healthy dinner and you choose to eat it while you're watching television, you know, so be it. Nothing necessarily mm-hmm. wrong with that. Again, the person would have to say, am I, am I eating to numb out? Like I have people that I work with who do pair television watching and eating, but they do it for hours as a way to zone out. And, right, and it is emotional. It's a, it's it's soothing. It's comforting, you know. So it depends how you're pairing, you know, what you're pairing eating with. Right. Yeah. And let's also one of the, <laughs> I'm going to start laughing, Julie, but <laughs> <laughs> only because I know what I'm going to say. But 
you know, when, when people think about emotional eating, they're not emotionally overeating with carrots. Right. You know? They're, and, and so list, list a bunch of the foods for our listeners that they can tune in and go, oh my God, I gotta pay attention to this. If they're, if they're constantly grabbing X. Well, if, again, and this may not even mean that you're an emotional eater. It may mean that you're somewhat addicted to modern foods because modern foods today, processed foods, are full of sugar, salt, and fat. Um, they're w- what we now call hyperpalatable foods, and they're foods that can create addiction. And the food manufacturers know how to make foods today so that we they trigger the release of powerful, soothing brain chemicals. Right. And, and we can, and it's it's not about willpower. I mean, literally, they hijack your brain chemicals, and it's very mm-hmm. hard. And in very sensitive people, it's really hard to steer clear of those foods. So some of those foods would be things like potato chips, um, you know, cookies, cake, candy, sweet tarts, Cheetos, even rich, fatty meats, uh, ribs, you know, will trigger dopamine, cascades of dopamine, you know, pleasurable chemicals in the brain. So today's foods are just so full of it. And almost anything you could think of, donuts, cupcakes, chocolate, you name it, yeah. you know, is we're, it's very easy for us to get addicted to these foods. Absolutely. We didn't have these we're talking kind of with... foods 100 years ago. Right. Yeah, that, Yeah. and, and you know, I, I think about that. When, when people are grabbing bags and bags of the foods, some of the foods you just mentioned, and you see shopping carts just filled with the stuff, you know that there is addiction going down. And, you know, one of the things in, in our work with addiction recovery as well, Julie, you know, we say to people that sugar, salt, and fat is like alcohol, cocaine, and heroin for the food addict, right? Totally. And, you know, you can say to the food addict, I mean, I run groups. I have a 12-week pro- program I run, and I run groups all the time. And you can say to people, you know, don't bring it home. Don't bring bags home. Don't bring this home. And... You know, people know they shouldn't be bringing it home, but it's like telling an alcoholic not to bring alcohol home. You know, right. it's it's a multifaceted problem. So you can't just say, don't bring it home. You have to address some of the underlying emotional issues that are causing someone to take such poor care of themselves. Right on. Right on. I love your thought process. Julie Simon, author of the book, The Emotional Eater's Repair Manual. We're going to go to a quick break, Julie. We're going to come back. One of the things I want to talk about to Julie about when we come back is are there supplementation, are there, are there supplements that she believes in that we can take that will help the person trying to break from emotional overeating to calm the brain, to give the brain what it's searching for from foodstuffs that aren't healthy? We're going to ask Julie that when she comes back. And also visit her website, overeatingrecovery.com, overeatingrecovery.com. Julie Simon, author. The book is phenomenal. You want to pick it up, The Emotional Eater's Repair Manual. Every Saturday, 6 to 9 Eastern, 3 to 6 Pacific, we are bringing you information that will radically change your life if you'll take our advice. (laughs) How's that for a statement of confidence? And it's not just me, gang. As you well know, I honor every guest we have on because we wouldn't bring them on if they didn't have something powerful to say. And I want to thank you so much for taking the time to tune in and share some of your Saturday with us. Call us at one 800 548 8255, text us at 941-266-7676. I'm David Essel. Stay right there.
Brian, you're on with David Essel and my guest, Julie Simon. Welcome to the program. Hi, David. Hi, Julie. Thank you for taking my call. Um, one of the reasons that people might want to binge eat as well is if their body is has a, some part broken, for example, if they have a infection, a yeast, candida yeast infection, causing them to crave certain foods such as uh, sweets, uh, potatoes that go on to sugar that feed that candida. Uh, I was currently diagnosed with that, and I have, uh, received some great help getting that knocked down. So that's another reason Good. for possible yeah. binge eating. Yeah, hang really right there, point. Brian. Ju- Julie, give us your feedback. Yes, that's a really good point, Brian. I actually talk about that in my book. That are there <clears throat> in part two of the book. I talk about the um, physical reasons that we might be craving foods, and one of those, as you say, is that we may have an overgrowth of yeast called candida in our body. And I like to think of yeast as you know they're like hungry little beasts, and they love sugar. So often when I have someone I'm working with who is just eating a lot of sugar, I'm going to be looking at that, you know, whether they might have candida. And also, you know, as David was mentioning earlier, whether their brain chemicals might be low, because also if you're low in glutamine, for example, um, you can have a lot of sugar cravings if you're low in glutamine. So Mm. there are a lot of physical reasons that we might be having food cravings. And like you said, the candida is one of them. Yeah. Absolutely. Hey, Brian, thank you so much for joining the show. We appreciate the call. You bet. Bye-bye. Okay, bye-bye. Uh, Julie Simon, my guest, the Emotional Eaters Repair Manual. Julie, we've got a couple minutes left, and um, I have so many questions. I'm going to get you back on in the near future because I want to talk more about brain chemistry. We're going to touch that in a second. I also want to go over next time a little bit about your life history and some success stories from clients. But let's go back to this brain chemistry. So supplementation with glutamine would help someone who has sugar cravings. What other type of supplements are effective for the overeater? Well, I'll I'll just tell you a few. I won't I won't go into um, giving any <laughs> dosing information, but yeah. um, if for example, if you tend to be low in the excitatory brain chemicals like dopamine and norepinephrine, there are nutrients, they're amino acids, they're called precur- precursor nutrients, and they're the the building blocks that form your brain chemicals. So, L-tyrosine is one of them. L-phenylalanine is another one of them. Um, 5-hydroxytryptophan. Uh, will form serotonin in your brain. So today there are tremendous amount of holistic, um, you know, supplements that we can take that can increase our brain chemicals. And often overeaters have low or imbalanced brain chemicals. And, you know, it could even be, like in, in my case, for example, I won't go into my story, but in my case I'd say about 40, 50% of my emotional eating was actually that my brain chemicals were low. And that, you know, cleared up half of my overeating. Wow. Yeah. So now, like, were your brain were your brain chemicals low because of um, stress experiences in life, because of trauma? Like, what created those low brain chemistries for you? For me, it was uh, an inherited brain chemistry imbalance. My mother is bipolar. Oh, right. So for me, it was inherited. So there was there were both. I had low brain chemicals that were inherited. And then I also could do depression, uh, and that was psychological, and that was from trauma and other things. And that was what emotional work could, could work on. Right. But, that, but 
the emotional work was never going to touch the biochemical depression that I had. You know, mm-hmm. the low brain chemicals that I had, the sluggy thinking that I had, um, the tendency to get depressed, and the tendency to use food um, to increase my brain chemicals. So I was eating right. to get more chemicals up there. Yeah. And you, you know what's so hard, Julie? We have about a minute and a half, but what's so hard is it's so hard when people don't look at food addiction as a pure addiction. It's really hard to help them heal when they're in denial about the fact that this is a full-blown addiction, isn't it? Well, it it is. It's hard for people, but I'll tell you what I find is that people come to me and I say, look, overeating is a complex behavior. It's not simple. There are emotional issues we have to look at. There are physical imbalances that we have to look at that sometimes can be the easiest to treat. And there are spiritual imbalances that we have to look mm. at. And mm. we'll cover, we cover them all. And, you know, once we get you back in balance in many areas, you will find it much easier to kind of almost effortlessly just release the food. So the good news is, is there, it, it's, it's, if we treat all aspects of it, there's so much hope for recovery. Right on. Right on. Julie Simon, author of the book, The Emotional Eater's Repair Manual, the website. Check it out right now, overeatingrecovery.com, overeatingrecovery.com. Julie, it's been awesome having you on the show. We're going to get you back, girl, because this is a topic that affects, as you said, of, of the 70% of Americans that are overweight, 80 or 90% are affected by this emotional eating. So we've got a lot more to cover, and we will do that with you. Yes, and in the new year, people are going to need it because they're all going to start trying to figure out how to take that weight off. <laughs> <laughs> right? Amen. 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 Well, well, April O'Leary, who books the show, will be back in touch with you, and we'll get it done. How does that sound? I love it, and I will be really happy to be on again. Thank you so much for having Good. me. Oh, it's been it's been an absolute dream, Julie. You have a great holiday too. You too. Thank you so you much. Okay. Bye bye. Bye bye. One eight hundred five four eight eight two five five. Email us during the show at talkdavid.com. And remember, it's never too late, gang. No matter how long you've been struggling with a food addiction, alcohol, drugs, how long you've struggled with money, how long you've struggled with low self-esteem or, or a, a lack of a spiritual path or whatever it is, it's never too late. And this show, the whole basis of this show is to tell you that there are steps you can take and we'll have guests on to help you. I'm so glad you're with us. I'm David Essel. Stay right there.